0: The other part of our job is is making sure we get the next job and the next job and the next job
1: Welcome to the million dollar landscaper podcast We're your hosts scott and katie mulchan and we make it easy to start working on not just in your landscaping business We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, SendJim. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try SendJim. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendjim.io forward slash MDL where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendjim.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today.
2: Welcome back, everybody. I'm super excited to have on Jason Guyman. He is from PressureWasherHelp.com. You know, you may recall Jason was on a previous podcast. We talked about Christmas lighting, and Jason is here to talk about pressure washing and how you can actually add this to your landscape services if you're not already doing so. Welcome, Jason. Thanks for being on here. Hey, thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Oh, it's always great to talk to you. And I appreciate you you taking a few minutes out of your day to hop in here. But like I said, I know a lot of landscapers do pressure washing or maybe, or even perhaps considering doing pressure washing, but there's so many more add-ons. Like I was talking a little bit before we started recording, we would pressure wash uh, brick pavers and then, you know, offer them resealing and sanding of them. And maybe I'd add on like a deck or something, but we never considered like adding more things like pressure washing a house or the siding or roof or whatever. That's a pretty simple add-on you could do. Is that right? That's correct.
0: It is a great add-on for a landscaping company. I have taught several landscape companies. Actually, I got one that's a local guy to me that I taught him. He was a full-time landscaper and he actually went to full-time pressure washing. And just because there is a lot of profit in the pressure washing business. And a lot of times, you know, what I see with landscapers sometimes is they don't always know how to charge correctly, stuff like that. And so, you know, we are charging, you know, $300 just to wash the house sanding and sealing the pavers and stuff like that's another great add-on service that we even added on for pressure washing and we're charging a dollar fifty to two dollars a square foot to clean and sand and seal and so it is a great way to use as an add-on so that way we're getting our average ticket up you know we're getting up how much the customer is giving us and stuff like that at the end of the day.
2: I know, too, in our uh, Facebook group, we see people asking, you know, what kind of things could they add to their services already? And I think this is a great example, especially if you're just kind of getting started in landscaping. You don't have a whole lot of work lined up yet. This is a great add-on you could do. And I don't know, like, at least in our area, there's not a whole lot of companies doing it.
0: Yeah, it is a great add on, you know, there is some competition out there, obviously, but you know, the biggest thing is, is just try to find that niche of what you can do. You know, house washing, you know, is a great add on. It is a great upsell. It's a way to get, you know, us busy. Our normal house wash is only taking us an hour once you start getting good and you have the right equipment. So, you know, we're making 300 plus an hour is our goal. That's my goal as a pressure washing company. Even the company that I own was 300 bucks an hour is what I'm shooting for per truck hour. So when we're making that kind of money, that definitely helps us want to add on more stuff and to make sure that we are able to keep it cleaning and I know we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you don't need all this equipment to really be a pressure washing company either. You know, the term pressure washing is kind of not really what we are at the end of the day. We're not using pressure to clean these houses. We're not using pressure to clean these decks. So, you know, we're using certain chemicals so that way it makes the process a lot easier to actually clean the house. And by us doing this with the processes of using chemicals and stuff, we're actually cleaning it better. You know, it would be like basically Basically, a landscaper going out spray painting the grass green versus putting the right nutrients in it and everything to make it naturally do it on its own.
2: What kind of equipment is needed for the landscaper? I mean, just a simple pressure washer? They have to go buy a whole trailer setup? What are you talking here?
0: There's two different kind of setups. We have the pressure washer setup that's called downstreaming that we can put the chemical downstream of the pump. And then there's soft washing as in the fact of, you know, it has its own dedicated pump. It's not even a pressure washer. And it's just basically moving chemical from point A to point B. It's no different than a lawn care sprayer on the back of a truck. It's doing the exact same thing at the end of the day. It's just different chemicals is all we're using. So you can use a small pressure washer. You want at least a four-gallon or minute pressure washer pressure is not the key factor you know you can see some of these pressure washers that have 4000 psi and all that's going to do is damage stuff and we're going to make things a lot worse than what it is so the way we can do it is if we can put a downstream injector on our pressure washer and at this point it lowers our pressure down to about less than hundred PSI. And so when we're cleaning these houses and stuff, we're cleaning them less than hundred PSI. Now on decks, it's a little bit different. We're going to bump up the pressure a little bit, but even on decks, we're not going to get no more than 800 PSI on wood. Cause if we get more than 800 PSI on wood, we're going to start splintering it. We're going to start damaging it and we're going to start fuzzing it. And that's not our goal is to have a big fuzzy deck. Um, <laughs> you know, so we want to make sure that we're using the right pressures that we're using the right chemicals we're using the right solutions so that way we can get our speed up you know back in the old days of just pressure literally pressure washing a house would take you four or five eight hours all day where you know we can come in clean this house get it cleaner than what you would with a pressure washer because we're using soaps and stuff like that and we can get done in an hour and if you're just starting out it might take you two hours but the reason why we use soaps is when we take a bath, we don't get in there and just, you know, put, turn the pressure all the way up and get us clean that way. If you've ever had grease on your hands, pressure doesn't get the grease off your hands. We got to put soap on there to get the soap to release the molecules. So that way we can get it cleaner and everything else.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Now, do they have to have ladders and stuff to climb up or is everything kind of reached from the ground for the most part?
0: So with the soft wash system, that type that I'm using, um, either whether we're downstreaming or we're using a dedicated pump, we can clean every house from the ground. We can shoot up about 30, 40 feet from the ground so there's no ladders. We don't need any ladders like that. Now, if we're doing roof cleaning, that's a whole different thing. But with house washing, you know, with a pressure washer and a downstream injector, we can do everything from concrete cleaning to deck cleaning to house washing. And so basically that gets us all our basic needs other than roof cleaning. And then the only other thing other than a pressure washer is it is nice to have longer hose than just 50 feet, because if we have 150, 200 feet, we can leave the pressure washer on the trailer and then just pressure wash the house at that point, just pulling it around and then putting on our soap and then rinsing our soap off. And we do that through, uh, like I say, the downstreamer. And then there's a thing called a J-Rod. That's basically the nozzle we put into the guns. That's what lowers our pressure to 80 PSI, 80 to 100 PSI when we're cleaning the house. And then the only other thing we would need is a surface cleaner at that point.
2: Yeah, I never realized that because I've always just taken the pressure washer and, you know, it away. I've actually screwed up, a well, not screwed up, but I've taken paint off a person's house on of accident with a pressure washer is pressure washing the thing and it swiped up whoops
0: (laughs) well and and there's some other things on that house too that is a little bit different than what you don't really normalize either is is on houses, there's um, it can be called oxidation. So when you wipe your hand on the house, you're going to get a white chalky feeling stuff on your hand. And that's called oxidation. And if we're not removing that oxidation, because there's no way, really good way, to remove all that oxidation and being even. So sometimes if you see somebody that pressure washed a house, you'll see every wand mark they've done because they've knocked that oxidation off, but they didn't knock it all off evenly. So we're actually leaving the oxidation there. We're removing all All the mold dirt and grime off the house and that can be the happening if we don't do that then we're going to remove the oxidation it's going to look like crap and there's a whole nother process we got to use to get all that oxidation off
2: so when they're using these type of chemicals and stuff is there any anything we'd be concerned with as far as plants or living objects around there
0: yes there is we use sodium hyperchlorite another word is pool shock the brand name is bleach So it can kill stuff at the wrong dilutions, but that's like anything, you know, even with lawn care, you're putting chemicals on the grass that if you put the wrong chemical mix, you're going to kill stuff, right? So we're doing the same thing. So with the downstreamer, we're using only about a 0.5 to 1.5 percentage. So we're not using a very strong in that situation. Obviously, if we're doing roof cleaning, stuff like that, it's going to get into a much higher solution in the ratio. That. And that's where we really got to make sure that, you know, we're watering everything down. We're, we're making sure that everything is getting overwatered pretty much. And so I've only had one issue of killing something with a downstream injector using that model that way. Way of doing it. And that was on a year that was like, it was 103 that day. It was in August. I was spraying this house at three o'clock in the afternoon. And I don't honestly know if the sodium hyperchloride killed it or if just the water killed all our flowers, but I
2: killed them all. So there is some things you got to be careful with. Sure. Is there any other concerns like landscapers need to be concerned about doing this type of stuff? Or, um,
0: the biggest thing is, is just remembering you are dealing with high pressure. You know, a lot of people don't understand that stuff penetrating your skin, you know, water embolism getting in there. This stuff is serious. Even people using the red tip, stuff like that, that's, you know, we tell people to throw that stuff away because even the high pressure, even when you open that gun first up, they could have three to 4,000 PSI in that first initial go. And so that can be very dangerous. And a lot of people just don't realize that, you know, I had a one of my employees at the time had the wide fan on and he basically just went down his arm and it just peeled his skin right off of him. And so we have to be careful with the high pressure, you know, the chemicals. We are using chemicals. We don't want to drink it, obviously. If they get on us, we want to get them off of us. So there's certain PPE stuff that we want to wear to make sure that we're staying safe when we're cleaning these houses.
2: Now, is this something, that uh, is pretty simple to teach your team and people that are doing this type of thing?
0: Yeah. So I've had, um, I've taught many 18, 19, 20 year olds um, how to clean. They ran their own trucks. You know, they were doing 250 a year and that's $250,000 a year on a truck to make about off of, you know, 18 to 25 year olds, um, no problem. Um, about two, three weeks worth of, you know, a little bit of oversight just because when you're younger, you don't always pay attention to what you need to do. And a lot of it is, is just making sure that you get a system down and follow that system. And that's something that I try and have been teaching more and more of is get into a system so that way we can follow it. And a lot of my system that I teach isn't just how to wash the house, but it's the steps to make sure that we're taping up the outlets. We're making sure we're at the right house. We're doing marketing. You know, marketing is huge. And, you know, a lot of times when we're doing these houses, people think, oh, I got to get this dirty house clean, and that's just part of the job. You know, the other part of our job is is making sure we get the next job and the next job and the next job. And so, you know, maybe we're doing Facebook Live, maybe we're getting our before pictures, so that way, I'm sure it's the same in landscaping. Uh, People want to try to. Get you on something that you didn't do, or you? They said you broke it, and you didn't break it. And so we're getting our before pictures, getting our after pictures, so that way we're making sure that we're looking over the house. Are all the windows closed? Are all the doors closed? And and a lot of that is the covers. Is there holes in the siding? You know, is the landscaping been killed by salt spreader instead of? Now they're going to try to blame us. So these are some things that we really want to make sure of so that way we don't have to use our landscaping skills to fix what we screwed up.
2: <laughs> that makes sense. I didn't think about the windows being open until you said it. Like, that's a big one that that ruined somebody's day.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. It sure will.
2: <laughs> nice. No, they're like we, we teach systems too. And it, it's so important in everything we do, no matter whether you're pressure washing, landscaping, whatever it is, you have to have some kind of system in place. So yep. that's awesome. You're teaching that. Yeah. So kind of back to the equipment a little bit, what do you say is like the initial cost for somebody? I know it kind of varies in what they're doing, but roundabout.
0: Most of it's going to vary on, you know, your budget, how much you have the budget. You know, there is pre-made systems out there that you can spend ten, twenty thousand $20,000. You can go and, you know, if you just doing just a pressure washer and on the cheaper side, I mean, you can get into it for less than a thousand bucks. Now you're not going to be as fast You know, there's definitely nicer things out there that you can do to make things even better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, really your cost is going to be, you know, I always tell people my biggest cost, I want to be marketing. I don't want to buy a bunch of equipment because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what business you're in. If you have the biggest, nicest equipment, that's not what's going to get you the jobs and get you more jobs. So the goal is, is to be profitable and be successful. So that way we can keep getting more jobs and more jobs and to grow our business.
2: Gotcha. So, if we want to kind of get started and we want to learn a little bit more about this, you actually offer a training program on this, right? I do. I do. I have my program at PressureWashUp.com slash million
0: dollar. If you go there, you'll get seven days free. And so you can go and check it out. And in there, I teach a 25-step house wash of the 25 steps to do a house wash. It goes for everywhere from, you know, pulling up where to park at, everything along the lines. And I go very in-depth in it because I want to make sure that you understand it and it's clear. And then, you know, that's something that it is a membership. So that way, as the community grows, you know, it is something that if you have questions, I'm always in there answering questions. It not only teaches you how to do the pressure washing, but there's also safety in there. And then I go through all the marketing stuff you need to do, how to do your Google My Business, how to do everything, and how to get marketing. So...
2: Yeah, that's awesome. And if you're not familiar with Jason too, he is a rock star on YouTube. He's like, I don't even know how many videos he's got. He's got tons of videos on there. And so if you're just even considering this, I definitely recommend heading over to YouTube and and start at least checking out, learn a little bit more about it. Uh, Jason, you do a live Q&A too, like every Sunday, right? I do. um, I got over 600 videos on there on pressurewashhelp.com slash YouTube. And
0: on there, you'll find I do two Q&A, live Q&As every Thursday and every Sunday night. Sunday night, usually I bring somebody on. So Thursday night is the night that is usually my Q&A and I talk about marketing. And then I also do two videos a week of just different things. And yeah, everything that you need to know is on my YouTube channel. It's just scattered out. um, But there's a lot of information on there that you can learn on the YouTube for sure.
2: Do you think this is a good add-on for a landscaper? Is it like something they should definitely check out at least
0: i think it's definitely a good add-on just because you know if you're a great landscaper and they love you for that you know you can do some other things for them and i know we don't want to always be a jack of all trades but we can niche down into a couple things and really be good at those two things and house washing does go along with landscaping you know it is one of those things that it is very good and the biggest thing with pressure washing is there's a pretty large market of profit in there where a lot of times you don't see
2: that in other businesses. Do you have any tips on people that are getting into this and, and thinking about it on like pricing, like what they should be kind of doing with that or... So pricing
0: is one of those things. It's a little bit tough to do pricing of, you know, some people want to be like, well, how about 10 cents per square foot, 20 cents per square foot? And that can be a start. But obviously, a thousand square foot house, I'm not doing for 200 bucks. So, you know, our goal is 300 bucks. Our minimum is $300 house wash, $279 for a house wash. So then we're going to go up from there. And so that is kind of where we set our goals and we go up from there. You know, concrete cleaning, that is something that, you know, we're charging 20 to 30 cents a square foot to clean concrete. And so it is something, you know, decks, you know, I hate cleaning decks. So we're a dollar fifty a square foot for a deck. So then there's just some ideas of where you can be at for deck cleaning and house washing. The biggest thing is, is the side of house washing and, and the pressure washing business, it is a very profitable business. There is a lot of profit in it. So it is very good. I got one landscaper right now. He's like, I'm trying to get out of landscape and go to pressure washing, but I'm still three days a week landscaping. So there is money in it. The biggest thing, the difference is, is obviously you don't have that reoccurring money every week with a landscaper versus a pressure washing that you're having to find a new customer. You're only cleaning their house every other year, or every year if you're in the South.
2: I know this has come up in in the questions quite a bit in the Facebook group before about do you have any tips on getting grease and oil out of, of driveways? Is there anything they can do for that?
0: Um, so the problem with that is, is that's a great question because a lot of times this is what I preach a lot of times and I understand. And I, there's a reason why I preach this is don't park in people's driveways, (laughs) you know, unless you absolutely have to, unless you're getting ran over by cars and you know, the, the interstate, you know, the road's really busy, but don't ever park in driveways because when you park in a driveway, your truck leaks oil, your mower leaks oil. Concrete is like a huge sponge. And so when I say that, you know, the oil is going way down into the concrete. So we might be able to get the oil up but the stain is really hard to get up, even as a professional pressure washer. I will never guarantee that we will get 100% oil up. I've tried different systems, different things. So there is a couple of things that can help to get oil up. Obviously, if we use hot water, hot water will help pull that um, oil up and help knock it out of there. And then the other thing is some good degreasers. Again, with pressure washing, we're dealing with things back when we go back to high school of the pH scale. And so we need a good degreaser that's a base of about a 14 that's really high. So that way it's going to really pull that oil and get it to come up. It's not going to be guaranteed that it's going to all come up. I used to do several for dealerships that you know they forgot to put the plug in or the plug fell out. And nine times out of 10, I was able to get it up good enough for the customer and happy for the customer. But there was the one time that Karen wasn't happy with it, and so she got a new driveway out of her thing and so the dealership ended up spending like 25 thirty thousand dollars for a new driveway.
2: Yeah, we actually had a one of our members' piece of equipment blew his hydraulic line, leaked in there. He tried pressure washing. He hired somebody to pressure wash it, and they ended up having to replace a whole section of the driveway. And I think he's still battling with it because the customer on it.
0: <laughs> it's a no go, and you know, and that's the thing too. You know, you blow a hose, and you think you're better off to pull on the driveway, and that's the last place you want to do. You're better off to stay in the grass because it's cheaper to fix grass than it is to fix
2: the driveway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've done it ourselves. Like we pulled down a whole long driveway and I had a freaking pressure wash. This, I don't know, probably a hundred foot concrete driveway. It was terrible. But luckily <laughs> they were pretty cool with everything, but.
0: And most people will be cool, but you always got that
2: one person that not so cool. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately there's Karen's out there, like you said. <laughs> so do you have any suggestions on anybody that wants to get going, with what they need to do and, and how to kind of go from there? Obviously you can go check out
0: pressure, slash million dollars and you'll get seven days free the other thing is is go check out my youtube channel i've got a lot on my youtube channel and then i do have i actually have two websites so king of pressure wash is my that's where everything he sits but pressure wash help is where i got all my links to but king of pressure wash.com podcast i put out a podcast once a week also and so if you're into the listening side of things that's a great place that i give a lot of marketing tips I have a lot of experts on of uh, different things. And so that's a good place to be able to hear, you know, different things of how to grow your business.
2: This is something that as far as the marketing portion, now you mentioned it, if they're interested in doing this, they're going to start doing this. How should they go about doing to reach out to their customers, start just sending messages out, emails, calling them up and let them know?
0: Yeah. If you have a past customer base, it's a great way to add on of, you know, hit an email blast out, hit a text blast out. You can do the ringless voicemails out. And that's a great way to be able to get started. Obviously, the other way is not really trying to get your past customers, but new customers is Google My Business. If you haven't filled out your Google My Business, that's probably the biggest thing you can do to help you start growing your business. Rather, that's landscaping or pressure washing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people that don't really have that or don't really, I don't know if they just don't know about it or what. And if you don't know what Google My Business is, it's
0: basically when you're searching for landscaping, pressure washing, you'll have your first three or four will be your ads on the search. And then you have the Google Maps. And under the Google Maps, that's all through Google My Business. So that's where you want to put, you know, your hunter pictures. You want to put, you know, you're trying to get five-star reviews. Even as landscapers, you're still trying to get five-star reviews and all of that kind of stuff.
2: Jason, anything you want to add today? I think that's good. All right. Well, Jason, I, I appreciate you hopping in here and I encourage everybody. This is a very simple add on you guys can do to your landscape business or you can start a whole nother thing, another business doing this type of thing. So I encourage you to go check out Jason on YouTube, his podcast, his training programs. awesome. It's very simple. It's very nicely laid out so you guys can follow through and set yourself up for success here. But no, it's a great program. I encourage you to check it out it's a simple thing you can do to your business and help your customers out even that much more. So no, thanks, Jason. I appreciate you hopping in here today and uh, we'll be uh, chatting with you sometime soon. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. All right. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message.